um, I've been gone about eight and a half years. Came back to Iowa about a month ago, and I'm I'm way behind getting caught up. Uh, there's so much to catch up on. Uh, I'm still thinking like what's going on in Japan. Um, so I hope. I mean, there are a lot of new people here in these eight and a half years. Uh, A lot of you I don't know yet. So just like Jason was having trouble with words and granddaughters and stuff a little bit ago, I'm sure I'll have trouble too. Who are you? Where have you been? Oh, I've been here five, six years. Forgive me if I I do that, but uh, I'm trying to catch up. Uh, Pastor asked me to share a little bit about things I've learned these last eight years in Japan. And, of course, our time is very short, so I can only share a little bit. It's, it's like a tip of the tip of the iceberg, um, just a little bit. But a few things I want to share with you. Um, we sang about fear. Um, hey, I had some fearful times these eight years. I can remember sometimes. Um, but I can also look back and see that I grew a lot when those times came. Um, t- kind of the center of a lot of stuff I'm going to share with you this morning is based on Philippians 4.13. It's a familiar verse. If you want to look, it's fine. It's very familiar. Uh, Philippians 4.13. And this is kind of a verse I use, I've used many times in life uh, as I've gone through various stages. Um, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. That's a verse I've hung on to for a long time. Um, some of you know my background. Some of you don't know anything. And I don't have time to go into much detail. I grew up on a farm down south of Sheraton, east of Millerton, near the Bethlehem area. Um, went to uh, church all my life. I, I got saved when I was eight and uh, got baptized in the Sheraton River before Lake Rathbun. Um, I went to school at Wayne Community, graduated from there. Uh, it was my life's goal to be a veterinarian ever since I was in fourth grade. That was my goal. That's all I could think about. Um, so all my junior high years, high school years, I was just focused on, I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a veterinarian. Um, but I'm not a veterinarian. So, so twists and turns come in life, don't they? Different things than you expect. Um, I went to Japan the first time 40 years ago. It's it's unbelievable I can say that. Forty years ago. Uh, how, how many of you are under 40 here? I, I, that's why I figured a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, it's 40 years. And since then I've been learning about Japan. Uh, and lots of things have happened since then. Uh, I have one more question. How many of you in this room today used to be in uh, Pee Wee Patch the Pirate with my wife and I? Raise your hand high. One, two, three, four. Oh, there's a big group back there. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Great. Um, last Wednesday, I did the elementary class. <clears throat> Man, I ran out of my old peewee kids. They're all grown up. Um, the ones who are in the peewee group, I have a special feeling towards you. And I, can, and I can tell every time I come back, you do towards me too. You, you want to say captain, don't you? I know that. I know that. Even if you're 20 years old. Um, <clears throat> but I have that special feeling, too. But last week with the elementary kids, I felt, man, i got to start all over. They don't know me. I don't know them. But it's okay. Um, anyway, I have four children. They're grown up and married. Uh, they all live in America. Um, 
various places. My wife's from Japan, and, and I'm guessing a lot of you haven't met her, and you're wondering, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Who's, who's Gary's wife? Where is she? She's not here. Uh, she's from Japan. Uh, she's, she's 100% Japanese, and um, she's still waiting on her visa to go through the process. <clears throat> our, state, our State Department somehow has become more inefficient these last 25 years. We went through this 25 years ago, and she got her visa in three or four months. And this time, uh, she had to give it up because she was outside the U.S. for over a year. We went back to Japan eight and a half years ago to help with her parents and uh, some family needs over there. <clears throat> but now we're trying to move back here. And, um, you know, even with Internet, it's not efficient. So we're on month seven waiting for them to even look at our first application. They haven't even looked at it yet. We're just in line to get up to that first spot. And it might be September, even October, before they get to it. That's what I've been told. But, and it's not because of President Trump. I've been asked that over and over and over and over in Japan and in America. It's nothing to do with President Trump. Japan's not affected by any of those kind of things. Uh, it just beats me. If, if, usually if, you're, if you have a business and a customer wants something, you get it done as quick as possible. You don't wait seven, eight, nine, ten months. But somehow the State Department doesn't treat us like that. Um, anyway, we'll work through this. Someday Yuki will join, join me here and she'll have her own stories to tell. Uh, we were members of this church for several years. Um, and anyway, when we, when we moved back uh, to Japan, I had been there before. I was a long time ago. I was under a mission board with another group for two terms, about eight years. And during that time is when I met my wife, Yuki, and we were married in Japan. Um, I was involved in several things at that time, studying Japanese language, um, getting married. I taught in a school, and I also spent four years starting a new church. And then various other things came in our lives. I ended up coming back here. My father was killed in an accident. I was helping my brothers out on the farm. And it became 18 years where I was helping my brothers, and I became a farmer again, too. Um, but we never uh, broke off our connection with Japan. Um, but I didn't think I'd ever go back and live there again. Anyway, um, probably nine or ten years ago, one day I was farming. My kids were all going off to college one by one. I only had my youngest junior high daughter left at home, and it, it hit me. I'm not going to be able to run this farm like I've been doing for, with only one child left. And uh, some, some, some things changed my heart. So uh, we looked into the possibility of going back. My, my wife's parents were getting older, needed some care. So that's why I went back. Um, <clears throat> let me tell you what's a, a, a summary of what I've been doing these eight years. Um, I went to a city I've never, I didn't know one person about 250,000 people. Some of you who are in junior camp in the summers, do you remember what city I went to? Anybody at all? We had a chant at camp. Good job. That's right. That just stuck in your head, didn't it? Uh, a while back, Asa remembered, and I said, what city was I from? And he remembered that chant. Kako, 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 gawa. And it's still in your head, isn't it? Yep. Great. 
Um, so I went to a city called Kakagawa. It's kind of in the western part of Japan. Uh, they call it a rural city. Um, and I finally got a job teaching in public schools there. Uh, I didn't know one person, but in these eight years, I've taught at five junior high schools. I, um, and they range from a, the smallest one, about 200 students, the biggest one, 1,100 students. I was at the biggest junior high five years out of those eight years. I taught at four elementary schools. I taught at 20 kindergartens. I taught at, I taught at about 10 nursery schools, uh, which is pre-kindergarten. I, I had summer camps. I had English camps throughout the year. Um, so that, those are kind of things I did in uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, I rode the train about 2,500 times from my apartment to the city where the school was, about a 20-minute ride, because uh, our apartment's one-minute walk to the train station. That's much easier than fighting traffic, uh, and you know you're going to be on time almost every day. Um, my, my wife and I also had some private classes near our apartment. Uh, Yuki had, the most, had, had most classes, but um, <clears throat> I also taught a few evening classes. Um, next week, we have five young people coming to Iowa. Two of those boys, their brothers, we taught at this private school. And one of the girls who's coming, I taught her three years in junior high. So we're, we're excited for them to come. Um, I had one other job. I had three jobs. My third job, can anybody guess? I don't know if I've told you or not. Did I tell anybody? At junior camp, did I tell anybody? Okay, maybe not. Um, I did weddings. I did wedding ceremonies at hotels, at wedding centers, um, <clears throat> so almost every holiday and, and many Saturdays. That's what I did. I bet you'll never guess how many weddings I did in these eight years. 628. 628. <laughs> I wrote them all down and I counted them up, and just before I came back, I got the total. 628. Wow, that was a busy time. Um, uh, in Japan now, about 70% of the weddings have some kind of Christian style ceremony. It varies a little what that means, but at least it's a white dress and not in front of a Buddha or something like that. Um, so uh, my, my highest day, I had eight weddings in one day, two times. Try that. Starting at 10 o'clock every hour until 5 o'clock. That's busy. <laughs> so, and I don't get to have, have much time to meet with the bride and groom. Uh, usually we only get to do rehearsal. One, one place I did weddings, I could meet with them a month ahead for an hour, and then I could talk about anything. But because of privacy stuff in Japan, too, like here, I can't ask many questions normally if it's just a rehearsal before the wedding. Um, but those were all great opportunities, the public schools, the private classes, the weddings. Um, one, one of the wedding choir members, a woman, her daughter came to Iowa three years ago. Do you remember Monet? Anyone? Do you remember the three girls that had the batons? She was one of those girls. That's her mother. She was a choir member with me. Well, next week, her younger sister's coming. She, she doesn't do the baton, but that's okay. Uh, we're we're going to be looking forward to having her here. 
Uh, Yuki and I also attended a Baptist church over there. Um, probably the average attendance is 50, 60, once in a while 70. On a special event, we might hit 100 once in a while. Uh, Yuki, Yuki spent a lot of time the last several years simultaneously translating. That means as the pastor speaks, she was in the back room talking into a little mic, and people who needed that were listening on receivers. Uh, that's a lot of work. And uh, I filled in once in a while, but that's a lot of work. Uh, you can't relax. You have to really listen hard to what the pastor's saying, and then you have to translate it right away, or you get behind. Uh, so she did those kind of things. I, I helped um, a little bit with some of the leadership. I made ice cream lots of times uh, for the church members. I made ice cream in my schools lots of times, too, for the teachers. I, I also taught in a, a physically handicapped school for children, kindergarten through high school. I made ice cream there a lot of times. Probably I made ice cream at least 50 times these eight years. And I've told young missionaries that's one of the best tools you can bring to the mission field. Bring an ice cream maker, and you can have all kinds of conversations while you're making ice cream. Um, anyway, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Um, I want to give you just a little bit of a feel of a junior high setting. I taught, I taught junior high a lot. Um, I made lots of English chants. Now, chant means... Some English words that kind of fit a certain rhythm. And I made them all kinds, like bigger than, smaller than, hotter than, colder than. We must, we must, we must study. I made all kinds of chants. Uh, I want to do one with you today, and it's based on Bible Time Boosters chant. I made this one for several schools. I just plugged in their own school name. Uh, let's try this. Everybody stand up, please. I just want you to get the feel a little bit of being like a junior high student in my classes. <clears throat> and we're going to do it the easy way. This is easier than the boosters chant, so don't worry. You know, in the boosters, you always have to go, oh, that's kind of hard to do for some people. I understand. But this is easier. Um, just repeat everything I say the same way. If I repeat in a small voice, you're a small voice. If I repeat in a big voice, you're a big voice too, okay? Let's try. And I made the uh, words with the name of my big junior high school. Don't worry if you understand it. The rest is English. It's okay. <clears throat> okay, here we go. Please repeat. Kind of got the Bible time chant in your mind. Da, 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 da. It's based on that, so you'll soon catch that. Here we go. Ready? One, two, ready, go. We're Kakogawa. Kakugawa Junior High. <clears throat> Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we tell them who are we. Kakugawa Junior High, can't you see? Kakugawa Junior High, can't you see? Two. Two. Three. Three. Kakugawa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, thank you. You may sit down. <clears throat> that was fun. I did it in all my schools. The kids loved it. 
and uh, they still remember it. Uh, some of my old graduates from the first year, when I meet them here and there, they still remember it. So that's fine. And once in a while, I meet uh, some students at the station from two or three junior high schools all together, but they have different words. But they'll all do it together and then say their own name. That's fun. Anyway, I, I did a lot of stuff like that. I, I had never made a chant before, but I made 30-some chants, and some are pretty fun. Um, anyway, um, being a servant, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we went to Japan eight years ago, first of all, this started with my own family being a servant. That was a lot of stress. And um, Flora was 15. Man, just try pulling your 15-year-old out of America, away from all her friends, her church friends, to another country with zero friends. It, it was difficult for several months. Uh, she dreamed of coming back to Iowa every day for quite a while. And that made a lot of stress for us. I didn't have a job for a while. Finally got a job. Uh, but we had to learn how to be a servant. And we can do all things, even in that situation. Finally, and, and I got a job, got a job offer. It, it took me about two seconds to say, yes, I'll take it, because um, I had applied to a lot of places. Um, got started in the work, and, and through a long process of eight years, I learned how to apply this verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and how to be a servant. In a, in a city, I didn't know one person. In schools, I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't know what's going on a lot of the time. I hadn't been there for 18 years in Japan. Um, but I, ma- I made some goals for myself when I started that job. Lord, I want to be a servant in this city. And I don't know if I'm going to be here one year, two years, three years. We weren't thinking eight years at that time. Uh, however long I'm here. And I want to know everything my junior high students are thinking. So when they're talking among themselves, I want to know everything. That was my goal. Um, I still don't know everything, but that was my goal. And every year I grew, 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 grew. I learned more vocabulary. I learned how they say this, how they respond to this, uh, and so on. I I met a lot of missionaries in Japan. And I used to be a missionary under mission board. I had the same attitude. I've seen a lot of missionaries. Oh, Japanese language is a barrier to me presenting the gospel. I thought that at times too, a long time ago. But I learned this. I learned this time. I learned more of the real Japan. It's not a barrier. It's a gateway. That's how you can actually know who you're sharing the gospel with. That's how you can know what the needs of the people are. That's how you can know when this student likes looks looks like this kind of face. Oh, they're struggling. That's how you know when this teacher walks like this, they got something going on too. Um, but just little by little, I kept working on it. And uh, language is a gateway, not a barrier. So, and uh, I'm still a student. It's it's a lifetime. Um, it's a lifetime job to learn another cu- culture and their language. If some missionary comes and says I'm fluent in such and such language. That means they're probably not very good because the more you learn, the more you see you don't know. You you don't ever think, oh, I'm getting towards the end. I almost got it. Nope. The more you learn, oh, wow. Last year I thought I knew all about that. I didn't know anything. This and this and this. I never even heard that word last year. 
I didn't even know the teachers were doing this. I didn't know the students were doing that. Um, so there's a lot going on in other cultures. And there's a lot going on in this church that I'm trying to catch up on, too. Um, <clears throat> as I rode the train to school, and, and usually from the station, I would say on average I walked about half a mile from the station to the schools. I needed the exercise, but it's all good, also a good time to greet students on the way to school. And, and I, every day, I, w- I was so excited to meet my students, and I asked the Lord every day, please give me your love for the students I'm going to meet today. And I, I can really say from that first year where I didn't know anybody, I didn't even know how to love the students, really. I didn't know their world. I didn't know their challenges. I didn't know their needs. But I just kept learning and growing, watching students, talking to students. Um, And, you know, Jesus was always my example. I always have an image of Jesus being the good shepherd. The good shepherd leads his sheep to green pastures. He watches out for their needs. He takes them to still waters. And a shepherd knows the needs of the sheep. They, they recognize struggles. Um, I began to recognize some of the struggles, too. And I also learned how to make... Our, I, I learned the students live in a world of a lot of pressure, um, especially junior high. It really intensifies uh, because they have, they have a lot of pressure. What, what do you want to be in the future? Um, in junior high school, there's a lot of comparing. Even in my big school, 350 students in one grade... The students all know who's got the highest score, who's got the bottom score. They all, they all know it. And in my classes, 40 members per classroom was average. Um, students or Teachers in America might complain if they hit 20. We had 40 every time. Um, but the students all know. So if I'd ask somebody a question, what's your biggest something, something? And often that student will look at the number one English student on the other side and What's the answer like that? Uh, But gradually I learned, (laughs) I kind of learned what the student's world is like. So students don't have much confidence, a lot of them. Uh, And little by little, I found my role in that situation. How could I be a servant? Um, How could I be a representative of Christ? Uh, What could I do to to serve the students? This is one, one little tool besides making ice cream. I didn't make ice cream for all the students, way too many. I made it for the teachers. This is another little tool that helped me a lot. Um, you probably won't guess what it is either, but <clears throat> and I had never thought of this before I went. I have two neckties here. Some of you up close can probably see what these are. What kind? <laughs> Snoopy, yeah, Snoopy. I use these neckties over and over and over. Can you guess why? I have at least ten of them. This is my favorite one. It is expensive. I bought it on the Internet, about $25. So I just wore it special times. This is a really cheap one. I bought the necktie for a dollar at a store like Dollar General. I bought the patch for about $2 and sewed it on. But students and teachers had no idea. They thought these are probably equal value. This is a small little tool I use. If I wore this kind of tie, how the students respond they come right up to me. Oh, Mr. Bennett, you have such a cute Snoopy necktie. I like Snoopy, too. And then uh, a lot of students in junior high will have pencil cases, Snoopy pencil cases, Mickey Mouse pencil cases, and stuff like that. 
but as a tool, I could build relationships with students. If I didn't have this, wouldn't be anything. If I wore a regular tie like this one, my students all come up to me. No, Snoopy, it's boring. They, they come up to me like that every day. Uh, even the kindergarten kids, I wear this. I wore this one a lot. Uh, they almost they almost ripped this patch off several times. Uh, my wife would have to iron it back on and sew it back on. They'd love it. But it's just a little tool, and you might think it's nothing. It's something. It gives me a chance to talk to the young people. It gives me a chance to know them. Without it, it's much more difficult. Um, last summer, when I was here, pastor had a sermon on Blessed Are the Merciful. Man, that just hit right where I lived in Japan. Uh, I had been doing what he was talking about. Um, and, and he talked about uh, uh, if, we're, if we are merciful, we'll also receive mercy. And I, I man, that's really true. And if, if we're uh, merciful to others, that means we're actively looking for hurts and pains. We're looking for things where I can be a servant. Um, and not just wait for the needs to come to you. Actively look for them. Um, and, and when you find those aches, those hurts and pains and doubts and, and so on, um, we have, I had a huge chance to minister to young people for these eight years. Huge. And even though I was a missionary a long time ago, I would say these eight years, I'm not kidding. At least I had a hundred times more opportunity every day as a teacher uh, than a, as a missionary. A lot of missionaries are very isolated. If they get one or two good contacts a day, they're doing pretty good. But I had hundreds of contacts every day, and I started to see the students. I tried, I tried to look at students like, like God. They're his creation. He made them, whether they know Jesus or not. Some little kindergarten kid, boy or girl, elementary student, handicapped student, junior high student, my old student who's in high school or college. God made them. They're his creation. And, and he, he knows their hurts and pains too. From the first year when I started, when I'd walk to my schools, I would be looking for opportunities somewhere. Can I serve you today, Lord? And, and beginning, I might find one or two. Each year, I found more. So it's like walking down the road. There's a door or two to open. Oh, there's opportunities there today. Gradually, as I was walking down that road to school, there might be 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 opportunities. And as I showed mercy, God showed mercy to me. As I showed mercy to those students who were under the pressure of their studies or their society, God showed great mercy to me. And one thing I've talked with Pastor about many times <clears throat> and pastors talked about being a servant here for years and years. And I, I have to say, after these eight years, I think finally I discovered a little bit what that means. I'm just starting to understand. Um, and I've got a lot of feedback from my old students, which made me uh, understand that. The small things we do, we can really minister to the Lord in the small things. When I was in my schools... Uh, most of my students walked to school. With this, they didn't have school buses. 
Um, so a lot of the students would walk at least half a mile or more. Some In the country areas, they rode their bicycles. But I would stand by the gates at the morning, get there early, stand with the principal or some teachers, greet all the students. That was fun. And just that small time, uh, later when some graduated, they wrote me notes. And I was blown away. At the time, I didn't think I was doing much. Some of them had wrote, wrote me a message at, when they got in high school. They said, Mr. Bennett, every day you used to stand by the gate and greet us. I was so happy for the rest of the day. Uh, I clean with the students. They don't have janitors in Japan. The students clean the whole building and outside themselves every day. Um, so I'd grab a broom, or I'd often look for the dirtiest job and try to be an example to the students. I went to a lot of events, basketball games, lots of brass band events, concerts, and so on. Um, usually I was the only foreigner there for all these eight years. So I even had other schools notice me that I didn't teach at, but they'd see me every time some of these events. Who is that old guy over there? Where is he from? And the word got around. Oh, he's that teacher who teaches at such and such school. But um, I, I learned even small ways we could serve the Lord. We could have a lot of influence. We could be ministering to the students. And as I've talked to and, uh, Andrew and Pastor about working with the soccer teams here in town, it's very similar. Uh, it's a non-church group, a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them. And it's a chance to minister to them by things we did. Um, I had another girl just write me last week. She's a 12th grader now in high school. Used to be in brass band. Um, she wrote to me and she said, I want to go to Iowa someday. And she said, Mr. Bennett, do you remember you used to come to brass band and you would wind up the metronome? <laughs> you know what a metronome is? It's a little thing that goes tick-tock, keeps the beat. She said, you used to wind up the metronome every day. And I was so impressed. She just wrote me last week. And it took her three years to tell me that. But, huh, wow, she got impressed just for that. And I thought it was such a small thing. But when we, when we do it as unto the Lord, it makes a difference. It, it, it really does. Even if you're winding the metronome or uh, cleaning or greeting, whatever. I had another uh, little seventh grade girl <clears throat> in volleyball club. Uh, their clubs practice... 12 months of the year. They don't, have, they don't do various clubs. They stick with one, usually all through the three years of junior high. This one little girl couldn't serve the ball even to the net. So first year junior high, seventh grade, she'd be practicing. It'd get almost to the net. She'd just practice, practice, practice over and over. The first year, it never got to the net. Second year, she started hitting the net. Then, then her third year, she started getting it over the net. But just little things, I kept talking to her. You'll get it someday. You'll get it someday. You'll get it someday. And she would smile. And, yeah, I'll get it someday. And halfway to the net and stuff like that. But, but those are those small things we can be a minister to. I learned this. I also learned in kindergarten the same thing. Even the little kids start thinking like little kids. I ate lunch with them. I wore my Snoopy necktie. I played with them on the playground. I, I teased them as much as I could over whatever they're doing. Um, I, I would grab their stilt. They had these little stilts. They'd be walking around the playground. I'd grab the top of it and pretend it was a mic. Oh, hello. My name is Mr. Bennett. What's your name? Like that. And just all those little things were uh, a lot of fun for them. Um, so some kind of some 
I, I don't have time to go into a lot of other stories. I have lots of stories. Um, but some of the main points I learned these years, I, I have kind of four basic points. Uh, one, um, when we deal with young people, and not just at schools, anywhere, all students can grow and change. They all can. They're all part of God's creation. He created every one of them. They can all grow. They can all change. So it doesn't mean they're just stuck the way they are. They can grow and change. Also, I learned all students have some area of their life we can praise them somewhere. Some teachers in Japan, maybe America too, they are often angry at the students. There's a lot of yelling. Uh, but there's also great power in praise when it's when you can find something to praise some, somebody about. That goes a long way. And I've talked to my graduates uh, about their junior high years, and they'll always remember such and such a teacher was always angry every day. That's what's left in their heart. But such and such teacher smiled at me. Such and such teacher greeted me. Such and such teacher said something good to me. I was so happy. Um, and we and we don't have to wait until they're 100% perfect along the way, along the journey as they're growing. We have areas we can praise them. Um, one other thing I learned, not just students, teachers too. Teachers can grow and change. We're not stagnant either as a teacher. Teachers can be praised in some area too. And And I could switch that. Parents, mothers, fathers, neighbors, adults, we can all grow too. We can all praise somebody, too. Uh, Another point I learned, it's not finished until it's finished. Um, Some of the things we are doing now, wherever we're living, who we're talking to, who we're trying to minister to, if we're doing it in Jesus' name, as we're doing it as a servant, those things are not finished. And even in America, I see that some of my old bus kids from nine years ago down at Wayne, they're mostly graduated now, but a few of them I've met. They still remember things I did, how I drove the bus, and my attitude. Uh, so those around us, whatever, whatever, whatever your situation is, it's not finished. The influence you're having on people now, the, the, the way you're serving people around you now, it's not finished. The, the effects are going to go on and on. As being a servant, things I've learned, first of all, Live for Christ. That's what Paul said in Philippians. Uh, for me to live is to live for Christ. And, and another thing is, be a servant for Christ. Whatever I do, do all for the glory of God. Wherever I am, whatever my role is, young, old, whatever position, do for God's glory. Our attitude makes a tremendous difference. If I'm going through the routine or if I'm doing it for God's glory, whether it's small things or big things, whatever, the small things lead to bigger opportunities. But you have to have the small thing to start with. And then uh, another point is, whatever we do, do it heartily. Do it as from our heart. As to the Lord, out of our heart, we're serving the Lord. I'm mowing this grass for the, for the Lord. I'm doing this cleaning at home for the Lord. I'm helping my child for the Lord. And, and God knows that. 
uh, and and you you will be blessed. You will receive mercy too. Uh, when I was young in junior high school, I, I I when I was teaching in Japan, I often thought about when I was a student, who influenced me, why, what was I like as a junior high student, what kind of teachers had some influence on me. As I thought about that, I had two main teachers I I could remember. And then I thought about why did those teachers influence me. Um, And I was pretty shy then. So in Japan, I tell my students, you know, basically, I'm a really shy person too. Because when when I ask my students a question, often they're shy to answer. I don't know. I'm afraid to make a mistake. So they often wouldn't answer. Uh, Are you shy? I'm basically shy too. But many years ago, I decided I'm not going to just stay shy. I'm going to try to push myself. I'm going to try to step out and do things I'd never done before um, and grow. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be a better servant. Uh, We're running out of time this morning, but I encourage you all, wherever your role is in life, young, medium, older age, whatever it is, be a servant. Pastors talked about it here many, many, many times. Um, But we can all be servants every day in whatever we're doing with our families, with those we we relate to, even in the small things. In the future, my wife and I hope when we get settled in here a little better, we hope to continue the relationships we've had over the years with uh, many students and as many as possible. We hope to invite to have homestays. In Japan, the students are often so busy we can't catch them and talk, have a good talk. But if we can get them here on the homestay, we can have good opportunities to go a lot deeper than normal. So we hope to use our farm for those kind of opportunities, and I hope to continue some host families in this church and, and a few other churches to help be part of that process. Um, I've, I've got five coming next week. I've got 15 more next spring who are thinking about coming. We'll see if they actually do or not. But I, I hope we can have a steady influence. And, and in a few years, who knows, maybe this church, you'll all be speaking Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. What, however far it goes, we'll see. But, um, and, and some of you, some of the young people have asked me, can we have a trip to Japan someday? I'm thinking about it. Uh, the ones who've talked to me, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Uh, we'll see when the timing is right for that. Maybe we can have multiple trips. I don't know. Um, but thank you for letting me share a little bit about things I've learned. Uh, I still have a lot to learn, and uh, I hope I can continue to be a better servant and do things heartily as for the Lord. Uh, I'd like to pray, and then we'll finish up here at this time. Lord, I thank you for the support of this church over the last several years and the friendships, and uh, I thank you for all the many new people I don't even know here yet. And I just pray that you'll continue to guide each one of us down the road of following Jesus, keeping our eyes on the goal. And uh, even though different things come in our lives we aren't expecting, just help us to keep the attitude of I'm doing this for you. I want to be your servant. I want to help those around me. I want to show mercy. Um, Lord, open my eyes to see the needs of those around me. Lord, I pray you would bless this church that we could be known as a servant-hearted church. And uh, pray for Pastor and Andrew this day in their uh, journeys or their, the responsibilities they have this morning. Uh, pray for each member of the church here as they go home. Uh, this week, may we be your servant. I pray these things in Jesus' name.
Amen.